Hello, Relatable community. This is a very special episode. We are introducing a new series called Relatable on the Go. And these are episodes that are 15 minutes or less, and it's taking some of our favorite interviews and distilling them into quick segments. And they are segments that are full of advice and guidance and great learnings from all the cool, awesome, guests that we've interviewed on Relatable. Hope you enjoy it. Check us out on our YouTube channel because we're including video in these segments, which is a little bit different than the normal long form interview that you're used to. And our YouTube channel is TFA Soft Skills. Check us out, rate, subscribe, review, all that great stuff. And we look forward to resuming our regular long form interviews next week. Take care and stay connected. Welcome to Relatable On The Go. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. On The Go provides real insight, real advice from real industry experts in 15 minutes or less. Enjoy this episode and please click subscribe so you can get our latest content. Stay connected. In this next episode of On The Go, I speak with Leslie Durham. Leslie is an academic advisor at the Jimmy and Rosalind Carter School for Peace and Conflict Resolution at George Mason University. Enjoy this episode. Tell us a little bit about your profession. Everything with, I absolutely love my job. I work for the Jimmy and Rosalind Carter School for Peace and Conflict Resolution at George Mason. Because I feel like I wear a lot of hats. Um, at the end of the day, I, I work with students. It's student engagement. It's um, advising. I'm a certified success coach. Um, I um, help them get through the, the trials and tribulations and journey of academia and hopefully get them to the other side. Um, How did you get to work in a university setting? But when we moved to the Northern Virginia area six years ago, um, I was having to reinvent myself and I was looking at all the things that I had to offer to to the community and um i found george mason and i said you know this i haven't done this before um so let's just see if you know let me apply and let's see if if they want me and actually um after i because i reflect on this because it is hard to get into higher education i kind of think wow i was kind of (laughs) lucky a little bit of ignorance was probably a naivety at the time probably suited me because i felt I can do this. This is right. what I was meant to do. So I went in with that kind of that attitude of confidence that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm not sure, but I know I'm supposed to be doing this. And I got the job. And then later on, later on, after it was a couple of years afterwards, I was speaking with my boss and I, and it kind of came out, it probably wasn't supposed to come out, but it came out that I was up against about 45 or 50 other people. I had no idea. I had no clue. So yeah. I was like, oh, I, I guess it was competitive. <laughs> so, um, but if I had known that before, I probably, it probably would have impacted the way I um, presented myself because it would have, I would have been trying, like you said, trying too hard where I just went in with, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And um, I hope it's a good fit. Right. 
How has being a military wife impacted your career? For people that, you know, for us women that like to work and we like to have our careers and we like to do our thing, um, it's hard to it's hard to have continuity within a career when you're moving around all the time. And it was really hard. I wasn't able to have continuity at all. In the very beginning, I always I use this story. I was very resentful in the very beginning, even though it was a joint decision. Um, when he decided to go into ROTC, he said, you know, I'm not going to do this um, unless you are on board with this. And all I said was, yeah, adventure, man, let's go. Let's, let's do this. You don't really I was, I, I've always liked working. I always like to have my own identity as a, as a woman and as a person. So I've always, I've been able to do that thankfully, but it hasn't been easy. But when we first started off, I was working as a recruiter for the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in, um, in California. And they had just given me this great promotion to, you know, take on the South America, like, you know, sector and all this stuff. And then I, then like a few months later, I thought I was going to be living in the States still, still, and um, come to find out we're moving to Germany. It was great, but I had to quit. I couldn't have that job. And I remember sitting in, in Germany, um, in rainy Germany at the time, because we moved in the middle of, you know, we moved on Halloween going, man, <laughs> I could have been doing this. I should have been doing that. I was this. And um, I had a pity party a little bit. And that's probably, if I think about it, it's probably what catapulted me to just say, you know what, I can't do this. So I'm going to go and, and educate myself more. Mm -hmm. So when I can, um, mm -hmm. so that's how I've always been able to flip it, but it, I can't be too resentful because he, when we made the decision, we, and I say that strongly, when we made the decision that he was going to pursue the military, um, we knew that his career was always going to take the, the front seat because it has to, he, there's no choice in that. Um, do you have, for me, was it a little resentful at times? Sure. I mean, when I moved to Spain, um, within a week, I was offered a job because I'm bilingual and with my background working in one of the, the kids school. I was like, Oh, I'm so excited. And my husband looked at me and said, you can't, it's the SOFA agreements won't allow you to work here. And I went, oh, wow. are you kidding me? So it was, yeah. so what do I do in Spain? I end up volunteering and taking on all of these, you know, roles with the families and I do other things. Right. And I go and get educated. I take classes and I do things that way. How has reframing your mindset helped you? But I think it is cultivated over time to learn how to reframe your circumstance, right? Um, not be a victim of the circumstance, but make the most of it, whatever it may be. So because going back to I love learning and I like to be independent and not be a missus, I want to be Leslie. Mm -hmm. um, I've always found those spaces for me to be able to do that. So if I couldn't get paid for what I was doing, then by golly, I'm going to, you know, be in charge of something. I'm going to run, you know, the best, you know, bunko group alive. I don't know, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so being able to reframe the circumstances has been something I've been doing for I don't know, as long as I can remember, probably going back to being a teenager, um, not to say that I don't have poor me moments. I mean, we yeah. all do. It. We're yeah, sure, right? for sure. 
we all have them, but it's how long are you going to wallow and how long are you going to be resentful and blame the universe for everything that's happening? You know, take control of it a little bit and, and do a little reframing and see what you can do. And I think it's really important. That's what I teach my ch children. That's what I tell my students, because you don't know it's, you know, like unanswered prayers. You don't know why things are supposed to happen the way they're right. supposed to happen um, until later on down the line. And, um, so I learned that a long time ago and it's something I really try and, and hold on to. It's not always easy, but right. for sure, but I do it. What is a key life-changing moment for you? I think there's so many, um, kind of moments in your life that get you but you don't realize they're actually moments that are happening. Right. Yeah. Um, and I keep going back to this one moment in, in my life that kind of changed the way I interact in the way my confidence level. Mm -hmm. And I get up there nervous, like almost catatonic. I get up there on the stage. <clears throat> I'm about to give the presentation and I, I start and then I, I freak out so much. I, I stopped and I remember closing my eyes and going, I need to start over like that. I literally, I need to start over. So they're like, okay. And then I opened my eyes and I started, and then I focused on these two elderly gentlemen sitting in the front row that were smiling. They were so thrilled with everything that came out of my mouth, at least in my mind, that's what I was thinking. In my mind, right. they were super happy for what I was saying. They got me through that entire conference that 15 minutes, I leave, I walk outside, I feel the weight of the world off my shoulders. And then all of a sudden I start having all these professors coming up to me going, I love what you just did. You did an amazing job. Can I use your findings in my class? All of this stand, I was, and it was that moment, look at, I'm talking, I was, this is 20 some odd years ago. It had to been like yeah. 27 years ago. I was thinking I can do this. Like, they yeah. didn't know what I had to tell them. I was the one that knew it. I was the one that did the research. Didn't matter if they had 5 million PhDs in this. I was still the one that was doing it and they wanted to hear me. And it, from that moment on, it really opened me up. That was the pivotal moment in my life that said, I can do this. I can talk and people will listen. They might not always like what I have to say, Right. but they'll listen and maybe they won't and I don't care, but I'm going to give it a go. And that from that moment on, it really changed my outlook on how I interact with people and how I present and how I go about doing things professionally and in my own personal life. And your favorite soft skills for success? Uh, one of the things that employers are really looking for are problem solvers in conflict resolution. It, it's rising okay. to the top and it's continually becoming more um, relevant and necessary in all facets of work, right? So being able to really get in there and understand the other and do um, interpersonal dynamics and um, problem solve, a lot of the stuff you can learn on the job, right? As we know, you, you have a foundational knowledge, 
But when you get into a workplace, you have to learn their systems, their processes. You learn a lot on the job within a company. You just have a foundational, you know, expertise possibly when you get in there, which you still have to learn. But it'd be great if you already knew how to be a problem solver and connect the dots and know how to work and collaborate. So the two skills I would say from what I noticed, um, conflict resolution, problem solving and collaboration. One of my favorites, what advice would you give to your younger self to make that path just a little bit easier? Um, I'm going to go with, with, this will make sense when I say it, I'm going to go with my gut feeling. Yeah. I'm going to say, go with my gut feeling. Uh Um, Mm, I I think if I could tell my younger self to silence the noise, because we have a lot of noise in our life, silence the noise and listen to our gut and our, in our inner voice. I Mm. think it would have made, um, I would have made some different choices. Mm -hmm. um, instead of listening to the noise and trying to feed into that. Um, do I regret any of it? Absolutely not. Because all of the things that I've done, good, bad, all of it has made, has led me here talking to you today. So I, um, I, I embrace all of, all of the, the good, all of the painful, all of the bad choices, the good choices. I don't regret any of it, but, um, if I was to go back, I would definitely say you, you, you know more than you think you do. Listen to yourself because you got this. Thanks, Leslie. Key takeaways from this discussion, being able to pivot when life throws you challenges, knowing that you can reinvent yourself and have confidence, face trials and tribulations so that it can lead to growth and go with your instincts And one of my favorites, Silence the Noise. This on-the-go episode showcases a few highlights from my conversation with Leslie. If you want to hear the full-length interview, please visit www.tfasoftskills.com and check out our Relatable podcast. You can find us on your favorite streaming platform. Reminder, we will be dropping new on-the-go episodes regularly on our YouTube channel, TFA Soft Skills. Until next time, stay connected.